On today's episode of the FNBA Podcast, we have our very first ever interview. We're really excited to bring you Brett Satterfield, or some of you may know him as Cadet Satterfield. He formerly was creating a lot of video content for us, as well as doing Snapchat takeovers and giving advice to freshmen. He's a 2011 grad of the United States Air Force Academy, and we're really excited. We had a lot of fun doing this interview with him, and we hope you enjoy listening to him as much as we enjoyed recording it. Enjoy the episode. So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. All right, what's going on? So right now we are live uh, with myself, the commish. We have Archie and a special, special guest for our first interview ever. We have Cadet Satterfield. How's it going, Cadet Satterfield? Oh man, it's going well. Greetings, Zoomies. <laughs> Back from the dead. We've we've been saying we're gonna have interviews for a long time now, and I can think of no better person uh, to be the first interview than than Cadet Satterfield himself. Yeah, there's just a tear running down my cheek. That means a lot for you to say that. So, so first of all, you are a uh, you are a 2010 grad, correct? Um, actually, correction, please, sir. Um, I was 2011 grad. Um, okay. I should have been a 2010 grad, but um, as you both know, um, not the sharpest tool in the shed, so to speak. So, um, I got held back grade at the at the P. That's true. So the one thing that we do I know thought, about you is well, that you I thought it. that was because you loved the academy so much, you just wanted to I stick around for another year. Let's be real. Prep school's a shit. Like, you know, we we always uh, give ourselves a hard time, but um, I mean, P man, the P's where it's at. Huskies, baby. Yeah. So the one thing we do know about you is that you get really excited for basic every single year, or at least your character does. Uh, are you ready for this year's basic? Anything new? Any new plans? Dude, I'll tell you something right now. I, uh, you know, I, I shaved my head for the first time in, geez, years for no reason. It must have been that just instinctual. Like the weather started getting warmer, and I just GI jane it and just <laughs> all the way. Do you to think? Do you think you get kind of like the itch every time basics right around the corner, where you just it's like an inclination. You don't even know what you're doing, but you find yourself taking, you know, zero guard blade to the head just to kind of get back in the groove of things. Absolutely. And then I just found myself like blacked out, just chugging insurance in the grocery store for no reason. Just, yeah, something about it. Just, it's like a, it's like a bear going off to hibernate, man. I just start <laughs> walking around in whitey tidies and chugging insurance, <laughs> shaving my head, man. You're, handed, you're <laughs> handing your wife your laundry in a big white mesh bag. She's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, say, oh, exactly. laundry, please, to the cadets at the table. That's not like. And I'm just yelling at the loadmaster, which just happens to be my newborn baby down at the end of the table. <laughs> oh, yeah. Congratulations on the new baby. She's class of what, 2030? Is that about right? Something like that. Too too long to count, man. It's just a little toddler, but, you know, it's never too uh, never too early to start training, get their mind right for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's get it kind of started. Let's go back to the very beginning. Um, so we've had a decent amount of followers. Um, 
who really love you. Like we get people who ask about you constantly, but let's go back to the beginning. Since you first got the following, do you want to tell us the evolution of cadet Satterfield? And maybe you can kind of tell us, cause we know obviously, but in your own words, like how our relationship kind of all got started and um, how you kind of built up as a character and some of like the ideas that you've had for some of the hilarious videos and stuff that you've been able to come up with. Yeah, man. Well, dude, how did this all start? Um, I think basically as long lines, like I've always kind of had the idea of someone creating um, some content and a platform to kind of um, make fun of ourselves at the Academy. And you guys went ahead and did it, I guess, through our friends or, you know, however those hashtags work. You guys stumbled upon something and asked me, geez, dude, I want to say it was like winter of was it 2017 or 20, 2016, I think. Um, yeah, it was December yeah. time frame, 2016. Yeah. Um, yeah um and i was all about it so we just didn't really have much of a plan um we were just kind of doing our thing dude and i mean you guys know it's so this stuff just comes natural like the snapchats and the videos it doesn't really take much to just laugh at ourselves because it is just a ridiculous experience um yeah and i I don't know what the where the cadet satterfield thing i mean i just i think you just yeah basic instincts that were just drilled into you and you just start acting like a weirdo <laughs> well, I, I remember had arrived yeah i remember when uh basically when we first started this thing uh, either myself or commish kind of stumbled upon one of your videos videos on the explore page and mm. noticed i remember thinking like is this guy even a cadet or was he like it was hard to tell initially you know uh, what what was going on so i think we were just talking about it i was like dude let's just shoot this guy dm it goes down in the dms and see what's going on and then uh, people don't realize, like, we were working together for a few months before we ever even met. It was probably, like, close to six months or more before mm-hmm. we actually met in person. We were just kind of just doing things over the phone, which was which was cool. I know. I thought I was getting catfished the whole time. I mean, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> just, Maybe you were. Just some, <laughs> just some 55-year-old man with a beard. Yeah. There's a class of, like, 1963 grad out there who just really wants to talk to more (laughs) recent grads. I was really terrified of that, man. I really didn't – I was 50-50 on whether you guys existed or not. Yeah. Well, I think what was really, really cool about it was, if you think about it, you were truly the first face of FNBA. Like, uh, I mean, we – initially kind of wanted to keep our our identities a secret a little bit just out of the sheer fact that, like, you know, we didn't know it would be received by other people, but you were just so awesome, just willing to come out. And uh, I think it did pretty well. And some of the ladies were pretty excited uh, to meet you. I know we had the party and everything like that. So it definitely worked out, I think, in the end. I mean, I was kind of towards the tail end of the man bun trend, but I feel like it really worked in my favor. Uh, <laughs> it did. Well, once you got back into the uh, cadet barbershop, it got <laughs> Exactly. Just a nice, fresh cut, man. Yeah. What is so, it? Integrity on the sides, or I don't even know. I can't remember. Zero <laughs> tolerance on the sides. Island of integrity on top. Boom. That's what it is. It turns out if you walk into sports clips and you say that, they don't really know what you're talking about. I've tried that before. I know. And it's so weird that they don't know that. Just, yeah. You so what kind of like hallmark <laughs> thing you did was uh, the Snapchat takeovers on Fridays, and you would always start them off. They were awesome. They would fire me up even on the worst like work days or whatever you'd wake up at like six o'clock in the morning to reveille uh and just fire up a beer or a shot <laughs> or whatever the case may be 
and just uh, and just go about your day. And I know you had some some pretty good interaction uh, with cadets and grads and that kind of thing. Anything memorable uh, from any of those Snapchat takeovers? Oh man, so many things. This, that was a very pivotal time in my life when I started working with you guys. Just a little, uh, you know, um, preface for the story. You know, I I quit my corporate job and, and wanted to get in construction. I started roofing for like fifteen dollars an hour with a baby on the way and all that serious stuff. But I was just really trying to start fresh. Um, and when you guys, when we started kind of creating this content content for this this page and for Snapchat and everything else. It was just kind of like free flowing. I was just, I really felt kind of free um, from my previous job, and it was just so easy. But to say there's one specific memorable moment, yeah, there, there's definitely one. Um, <laughs> I don't know where it's going with that, but um, definitely when, uh, goodness gracious, Croopy, Rupee, whatever that <laughs> name is. It, when I got that Snapchat question, you know, I did the Q and A at the end of the day, like. You know, we have questions. I'm such a wise old grad. Let me give you some great advice on your life. And uh, what was this question again? It was like, um, you know, uh, hey, man, it wasn't a question. It was a statement. He was like, hey, man, could you just like take it easy? Um, you know, something about like, I, I really, <laughs> it was like the day before it was like the day before in process. Right, so he wanted yeah. to know, like, I don't know. He thought that somehow your responses we're going to get back to the cadre and they were going to like punish him. And he just right. had, to- yeah, I, exactly. I was trying to remember the specific question or whatever he asked. And he was just like, Hey dude, could you just like, not like, do that? I really don't want to get like, you know, fucked up tomorrow. I probably can't say it on here. I really don't want to get messed up tomorrow on basic. And, uh, then I posted that thinking it was like, I didn't know what to think, man. I was just like, I'm going to boom roast this kid. Sure <laughs> enough, dude. I just felt like that caught fire. Next, you know, I'm getting Snapchat pictures of like all Padre, like, dude, we're about to smash Croopy and all this shit. I started feeling really guilty about it, dude. It just worked out, man. It was so funny. Game. It was it was sweet, man. You know what you should have done is it was like the night before basic, you should have said you should have put him on ice and just been Mm -hmm. like, I'm gonna I'll tell you tomorrow, you know, at at like eight PM when his phone is taken and and there's nothing he can do about it at that point. So he's just he's just sweating it out for all of basic. I know, shoulda, woulda, coulda. But man, that was a side of me. I was like, damn, dude. Like if this kid's for real, like when's if he gets like shot out of the academy and I, like it's all because I just made him one massive target. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, so talk about you said you you said you ended up meeting him at the army game, right? Yeah, it was. How like, did that How did that go down? Like, did he come find you or what? Yeah, um, no, actually what happened was, um, shit, if I can remember, I was, I was a couple, a couple beers deep. Um, I remember just being like, man, I haven't, I, I kept on seeing all these guys that I went to school with and just catching up with them before you know it. I mean, it was a terrible game. It was like fourth quarter. I was like, shit, man, I haven't really got to see like a lot of the cadets and stuff, all these kids that I've been reaching out to. So I walked into the, um, section eight and sure enough, man, I just saw a little creepy. I wouldn't, I just recognized him right away. No words I think were really spoken that much. It was just like, what's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah, kind of like a, a gentle yeah. embrace. You like kissed him on the forehead and said, and gave him like the Simba from the Lion King and just walked away. <laughs> I think so, man. <laughs> um, it was just like, hey, man, I'm sorry. And he was like, sorry for what? And, you know, we just shook hands and walked each other and you know, walked away. <laughs> it's kind of strange now that I think about it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and it's and just for the record, 
I've seen a few. I think we follow him on Instagram, and we don't have much contact with him, but I think he did make it through dual year and all that stuff. So hopefully he at least has a good sense of humor about it and can look back and kind of laugh. Yeah, uh, he's just like um, freaking crossing into the blue right and left of the cadet ladies because of that, hopefully. Oh, sure. It seems kind of like a – I don't know. I feel like it worked in his favor. For sure. So you want to talk a little bit about uh, your action? So that's more so the uh, the cadet Satterfield side of it, of everything, just how that character kind of came to be. You want to talk a little bit about you personally, um, the Brett, and kind of your path to Safa and what that was like for you? Yeah, man. Um, it's it's a. I mean, everyone. I think it's it's so funny, man. I think everyone can share so much about that experience, but in the same way that the journey is just a slight a bit different, you know, come from different places, but mine was, was simple. You know, I wanted to play football there. One of the few division one schools that recruited me, um, went there, dude, I feel like, you know, I'm not, I, obviously I'm, I'm pro military and I, I support, um, you know, all our, our veterans. I mean, shit, I'm one and, and all my buddies that are still, um, doing their thing wherever they may be. Um, but I think as soon as I got in, I realized that like, man, this wasn't a long-term thing for me. So um, I never had the desire to do, um, you know, to, to, to fly or anything like that. It was always let me do my time and, and get out. And just to say that, there's nothing wrong with that because I feel like, um, you know, a lot of people in the Air Force, they just expect you to be careerists. But there's nothing wrong with giving, you know, five of your best years or however long are your best years and, and, and moving on. And I kind of always knew that about myself. Um, and and that was my journey. I mean, I can get into specific specifics of my job and shit, but I don't think any of you guys really care about that. I don't know. Dude. <laughs> I, I really like about that perspective is it's just kind of like, like you said, it just shows that kind of everybody's different. And I think the biggest thing is that you're going to have an impact on other people who came from different places from you. Cause you know, there are people who come there for strictly sports and people who come there for strictly academics or even strictly cause they want to be in the military. And some of those people, uh, you know, end up doing 25 years and end up being four-star generals and some get out ASAP. So I, I do think that's an interesting perspective and it's, uh, yeah, like you said. I mean, there's, yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's plenty of people who, and this isn't wrong either, but you know, major, vast majority of people don't, don't serve at all. And there's nothing wrong with that, but, uh, everyone kind of has their own path, you know? Absolutely. Man. Serving has many, 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 um, definitions, um, and you don't have to wear uniforms to, to serve um, this country or, or the people around you or whatever. And sometimes the military isn't always the, the, the best um, avenue for everyone. But that being said, um, being so thankful for that experience. Um, it's an unforgettable one. I was like trying to think of an analogy of, of what that experience was like and why like these you know, these things, these memories, these words, these phrases are staying in your head. And I kept thinking of like, you're 18, little baby bird, you know, leaving the nest for the first time and you just land smack on your face. Like, yeah. there's no other way to say it. Like, how do you, you, you'll remember that for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, and I think you have such a, it's, it's that everybody does have such a unique perspective. And one of the biggest things that I think about is that when you're going through it, it's to you, it's the most important thing that you've ever done It's mm -hmm. the most unique experience. But the bottom line is that it's just a clip in time. And it's just a, it's a four year little clip at the Academy out of the entire history of, uh, you know, of the Academy. And so I think that is interesting that you can look back now 
And even though we weren't there really at the same time, we had completely different experiences, but we have so much in common. So I think that's, it's cool to hear your perspective being, um, you know, a kind of different class than us. Yeah, being being fucking old. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> old? Not necessarily, but... Yeah. I think I think that's also kind of goes to say, or it's kind of like what we're doing, you know, trying to do at FNBA is the fact that, yeah, okay, over time, jokes are going to change, and, like, the things that happen at the Academy are going to change, but the bare-bones structure has always been there, and that's why, you know, whether you're a 1975 grad or a 2000 you know, 18 grad, there's going to be some connection there that people have and that they can like relate to each other off of, even if it wasn't necessarily uh, as hard as it was back in the day. Absolutely. Cause it definitely isn't as hard now as it was back in the day, black yeah. day. But, um, but all jokes aside, man, you're exactly right. I mean, um, it's just so, it is, it is a strange experience to have and, and to share it with like, you know, thousands of people, um, it's pretty cool, and there's just so much. There's so much tradition and, and, and so much discipline and structure. I mean, it sucks. <laughs> like when you go through something shitty like that, um, and and there's good times too. But when you go through something that's so disciplined with with other people, man, it's just a bonding um, a bond that, that really can never be broken. Absolutely. Um, cool. So yeah, that's that's the serious stuff. I appreciate your perspective on it. Uh, is there anything that you, what are you up to these days? I know, um, you, you're a bit of a musician. Is there anything you want to plug an Instagram account? Um, anything you're doing? I'm an aspiring musician. I mean, honestly, I'd say, you know, um, and I've kind of talked to a few of you guys about this. Um, you know, I, I switched jobs. I'm no longer roofing for $15 an hour as a 29 year old baby on the way. I'm a, I'm a project manager for a commercial construction company. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I, as much as I do love doing like the Snapchat and the Instagram, I kind of took a little bit of a hiatus, just not necessarily from social media um, specifically, but more of just my phone. Um, when Sage was born, man, life just got uh, turned upside down in, in all the, the, you know, hard ways, but also all the right ways and, and the eye-opening ways. And I just really try to make uh, make a focus on being present um, with uh, with my new family and then um, yeah, the music stuff has just been kind of, as, as as you know, Archie, um, it's just always been a passion of mine, and I've just tried to pursue it recently, and actually, shit, I want I want a little contest, man, with the local radio station, um, got to perform live in front of a bunch of people for the first time, didn't win the competition, but got selected out of five people in Philly, and um, now I'm just, I just signed with a, with a manager, um, two days ago and just pursuing that. And obviously I still want to work with you guys and, and, um, yeah, just, just keep this creative juices going. Um, yeah. You said an Instagram plug or, or whatever. Yeah, if, if you want to plug like an Instagram or if, uh, if there's any maybe grads out there, anybody on leave ever who maybe I know you're, you're based out of the Philly area right now. So just to keep an eye out of, uh, potentially any ways that they can come see you play or anything like that, but anything, yeah, anything you want to I will definitely, yeah. My Instagram is uh, Brett D. Satterfield, um, or is, is that right? Yeah, I think it's just Brett D. Sat, something like Brett D. Satterfield. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Um, yeah, that's my that's my Instagram handle. I'm always posting. I'm trying to post some weird shit on there. Um, a couple videos. Hopefully, I'll have some more stuff out here soon, though. Um, really working on uh, just just writing music and and just living. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, and we'll keep we'll definitely keep the uh, the followers and everybody of the the FNBA crowd kind of posted on that kind of stuff. Um, so would you mind, would you like to do a couple of, uh, little like segment type questions? We'll kind of give you, yeah, I'll try to be quick. I know, I know I'm rambling. I'm like four deep in a, in a six pack right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're awesome. I just want to give you a few shots out of a cannon here. Uh, so the first one we have for you and actually Archie, we might have to discuss this on this episode, but if you could have one Mitch's meal and this might actually even work better after four deep, if you could have one Mitch's meal to go to your door right now, what would it be? Mm, man, I, that is a tough question, um, but I'm going to go with the – it might be probably not the most popular one. I'm going to go with beef, beef stroke, man. Beef stroke <laughs> with a hot truck, take, hot take. Hot dump truck of Cholula. Oh, yeah. dude. All over me. Oof. All over me. I think the beer's <laughs> talking, to be honest. That is like – that's ridiculous. Maybe there was a different recipe back when I was there, but I don't know. Maybe. Uh, well, it was the—I mean—the recipe that my body always made was diarrhea the next day. So that was <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, it's the perfect combination of, of elements and food that just blows uh, up. Commish, you know what? You know what I may have just realized. <laughs> What's that? We rip on meatball stroganoff so often. Maybe we're the outcasts. And like everyone else is wondering what's wrong with us because everybody loves it. I do think that because I think it's kind of just like accepted now. I don't even know. Okay, well that's a hot take. I didn't that's know that you guys hated it so much, man. That's strange. Ugh, it's nasty. Uh, all right, our our next one and second to last question. Uh, favorite place to poop at Yusafa? Give us uh, a what a loaded loaded question. You're just your five minutes of quiet time just to just do you. Five minutes. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about half a class period, more like <laughs> forty-five. Uh, um, CPME for a uh, class period, lunch and CPME. Um, dude, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the tunnels, man. Just sneaking around down there. <laughs> I was kind of a weirdo. Just kind of, I like sneaking around and. Did you I, did you get into the tunnels? Dude, yeah, we could get to the tunnels. I, I hand up. I'd never been in the tunnels. I always thought that was kind of yeah. a you have not lived, my friend. The tunnels are fascinating, like the catacombs. And, was that in Paris? Um, yeah. I haven't been there, but I'm a, I'm assuming it's the exact same thing. But um, <laughs> yeah, man, great place to You have to PC here, of course. You got to stop, drop. It's just All right, Archie. Cool. That's gonna be that's our next spirit mission. FMB spirit mission is where we go to the tunnels. I have to. I feel like I've like let everybody down. I've no idea what I'm talking about. Oh man, it's just a, it's just a product of the Cold War, man. Just a, I get it's just like a little history lesson when I go down there and just take a quick little little Mitch's Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. Uh, any closing advice that you'd like to give to the cadet wing out there or anybody else? Um, advice would just be not to think too much. Just, just um, enjoy yourself if you possibly can out there, and um, just try not to overthink things. I know that's what I did out there. Um, and also, um, take a deuce in the tunnel. <laughs> awesome. Well, this interview has been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you so much for being our very first. For, uh, you know, taking care of us that way. We really appreciate it. And it's been awesome. Yeah, it was great. Big fans.
Wow, so a little bit of a time warp here. Uh, that was our very first interview. I think it went pretty well. I so do I. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, obviously a familiar face, familiar voice for most of the followers, and it was good to kind of break in the interviews, and hopefully we have a few more here on the way. Yeah, and then on top of that, I guess that kind of brings up, if you have anybody you want to see on the interview or on the podcast, um, let us know and we'll try to get them. And likewise, if you have any connections with anybody, um, kind of do the same because people want to be on it, but we could always use the help, I think. Yeah, I think our biggest aspiration is we're going to make a few videos asking Katy Perry and Taylor Swift to come onto our podcast. Um, yeah. It didn't work for Ring Dance, so hopefully round two will be a little bit better. Yeah, it should. Um, actually, see, Katy Perry and, uh, and Taylor Swift were always i mean obviously they're so out of reach but that always cracked me up because they were funny but they were like pretty you know pretty like easygoing i thought it was funny when the one kid asked ariana grande when she was dating like big sean yeah. and i was like yeah you think big sean's just gonna be like oh yeah sure go hang out with this like kid at yusafa and dance or whatever i don't know you never know funny yeah all right so today we are doing for this is it's been a while it's been like probably four or five weeks since we've been able to do this because there just hasn't been a lot of news. Uh, we're going to do Behind Enemy Lines today. So, uh, as is tradition, I don't have the article pulled up, but I will do my best to kind of relay the facts of the case here. Um, pretty much Nike came out with a shirt called the Undefeated Shirt, and it took the Air, the Naval Academy class crest, and it just replaced like all the boat stuff on it with... like nike stuff and they made it into a t-shirt and so naturally navy got really mad and just, said hey you can't do that just What's to be up? clear um because i you're, this is new this is news to me as well so the shirt had nothing to do with navy correct they just took the navy crest but it had no affiliation to navy correct but it's navy's crest <laughs> like it's it was very much i guess like, my point is it's not like a navy football shirt it's like just no, a no, nike no, shirt yeah, it's a Nike shirt, but it's oh yeah, 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 correct. They they were selling it, and it had like L.A. written on it. It said like Los Angeles on it. Um, but yeah, it was very much. And well, and the other thing is that Navy's an Under Armour school, so it's not even like they could be like, oh, this was in our database kind of thing. I guess maybe they could for something else, but I don't know. Um, but it was very much like someone at Nike had a GR do the next day and was just like, all right, I'm gonna turn in the Naval Academy <laughs> class crest. <laughs> Because that's exactly what happened. Um, but a few things I wanted to say about that is, first of all, uh, I appreciate Navy's honesty. Because part of the thing that they brought up is they talked about how the class crest is offensive to use it in such an action, in such a way. Um, and it's like commercializing it, which is about the most ironic thing I've ever heard, considering that all athletic departments do and I, I mean i have no problem with it it's capitalism and it's getting exposure to the school and it's getting hyped for the school but um that's all they do is is commercialize and make um you know traditional things look cool and try to sell them and market them i have no problem with it but i just thought that was really funny that they were now is when they bring up the whole issue of like oh this is all about the grads and uh and the warriors and all that stuff yeah i so. mean who the who the hell would ever think it's okay to sell things that are associated with one of the academies and make make some money off of it yeah and then that was the whole thing i was like yeah the naval academy is effectively saying hey only we can make money on stuff that the taxpayer technically owns and so i thought that was just like 
hilarious. And then the other thing was, and this is my uh, my rim shot kind of stand up joke of the night. Uh, the logo is referred to as the undefeated logo, so it makes sense that you cannot legally connect anything undefeated to Navy. So you like that? Got him. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a boom roasted for you right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty good story overall. Kind of a non-story because then Nike immediately like like backpedaled and said, "Hey, like sorry about that." Um, yeah, like we didn't mean any offense. Unlike um, which that kind of reminded me because the last time that there was like a copyright infringement thing was when with the Vegas Golden Knights actually because I guess the Army's jump team, not like the. Army West Point, I don't think they have a jump team, but, like, the actual Army team is known as the Black Knights, and... The Golden supposedly, Knights? Were they the Gold, are they the Golden Knights or the Black I mean, Knights? Army West Point is the is or used to be the Black Knights. Okay, okay, yeah, so the Golden Knights is the jump okay. team, then. So that's right. So, yeah, they're, they're the Golden Knights, and I guess the Army came in and said, uh, you guys can't do this, and some spokesperson said... I don't think <laughs> I don't think anyone will ever go to a Vegas Golden Knights hockey game expecting to see a skydiving show. And I was like, that's, that's But at the good. same time that's you saw the thing. theatrics that they put on this. So it wouldn't be the most the craziest thing in the world if they opened up the ceiling and had some people jump in. Well, I've always wanted to see flyovers at Clune Arena. <laughs> Maybe you have, you just you know, <laughs> like... haven't been able outside to see it. Well, at any given time, there's like an 80% chance that a CV-22 is landing. Or a twin otter is so. just cruising overhead, about to drop off the wings of blue. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It's yeah. it's so good to was... hear, actually. Uh, like we've been saying the past few weeks, we haven't had a whole lot of juicy stories from Army and Navy, so it's good to at least get get the wheels turning. And you know with basic training starting, there's going to be some crazy scandals or something that's going to pop up here. So... Uh, this is good to just kind of carry us over until something like that happens. Yeah. I just tried to think of something, like, pretty clever. I was going to say maybe, like, yeah, it turns out that literally during all the basic for the midshipmen, they were just dropping the, all the baby, the basic midshipmen off of the YMCA and picking them up later. That was it. Pretty simple, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> pretty dumb. <laughs> But that was just what I had in mind. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, so that's behind enemy lines for this week. Uh, up next, we were gonna do an audio meme. Back to that where we just discuss the roots of the meme that we had this week. And this one was yours. Do you want to yeah, talk sure. about it? Yeah, sure. So basically, the video itself was I dude. I don't even was it from The Bachelor? To be honest, hand up. I don't know what it was from. Okay, so yeah. it's this guy from The Bachelor where. Uh, it's pretty funny. He's like, he's asked a question and he starts to smile. And then he, you can kind of see the emotion starts to take over and it, it actually forced him from smiling into crying. And um, the caption was basically, the idea is you're home on leave and a family friend says to you, hey, your mom tells me all about what you're doing at the academy. You must be loving it. And then the reaction is you kind of trying to smile through the answer and then slowly the emotion taking over and realizing what you're actually doing, you end up kind of crying about it. So I just thought it was kind of relatable and pretty funny. Yes. And that was poetically woven as a story. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. So this, this actually brought me back. So I was thinking about this, like what's the worst time? Not the, not the worst time because leave is always good, but what's like the one leave that's like, doesn't exactly feel like leave to me. It was always, 
Thanksgiving. Because it's like, you go home for Thanksgiving, and sometimes it was a week. I think while we were there, it was a week a couple times. But then, uh, maybe senior year or something, it was only like four days. And the whole time, you're kind of thinking that, like, finals are right around the corner, and you're... I don't know, maybe you were able to, like, kind of separate that from yourself, but uh, I was absolutely not able to, and it always super stressed me out. So one time, I get home, and it was, like, the next day, and I was tired, and I had a rough flight. By the way, shout out to all the East Coast kids who get the absolute worst flights home for every break. Oh, yeah. Can you relate to that? Yeah, it's brutal. The worst. But so (laughs) my mom's friend was like, oh, the Air Force Academy, that's awesome. How's it going? And I just looked at her straight in the eyes, and I was like, I'm miserable. I hate every waking like moment that I'm alive there. Like it's the most miserable existence. And she was just like, "Great." <laughs> and that was it. And my mom later on was like, uh, "What did you say to her?" She was like, "Is he okay?" Kind of thing. And I was like, "Yeah." And it's just one of those things where. Well, it's like I don't know. You it just reminds me of like if you're passing somebody in the hallway and it's like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" Like ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, you're gonna get good. How are you? No matter what, no matter what is happening in that person's life, but it's like if somebody stopped you, it was like, you know what, I've had a terrible week, and they just start going off about why their week has been so bad, and you're like, I really didn't need that story. I was just kind of passing the time, trying to fill fill a gap in space. Yeah, it is. It's just, and it's like one of those things where people can't relate. But then you'll have the old grads who just kind of like they're like they'll look at you and just be like, yep, I know. It also it also kind of uh, reminded yeah. me of all the and people were actually talking about that a little bit in the comments like the misconceptions with the academy that we talked about all the time, and most of the older people understand oh, you know what it is and generally what it entails, but it's mostly like the kids from your high school and stuff that you'll see, They're like oh like how's it going? And you kind of explain to them, and then they give you something like so it's four years like after that are you planning to go to college like what's your plan after you're done at the academy? Yeah. yeah, bad. Yeah, or they'll be like, "Hey, my brother's thinking about enlisting. Like, is there any chance he'll see you?" Like, no. He's, you said he's enlisting <laughs> in the Navy. I have a feeling we won't cross paths. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and even if we did, like, I went in like five years ago. Like, what do you like, no. Uh Yeah, those are always great. The most demoralizing one is the people who don't. There's like a weirdly large amount of people who don't know what the Air Force Academy is but know what, like, West Point is or Annapolis. They usually know one or the other. And the most demoralizing thing I've ever had to do is say, yeah, it's basically, like, West Point, yeah. but for airplanes. <clears throat> that was that was a low Yeah, moment. you always you get that a few times, especially coming from the East Coast. Maybe it's a little bit of a locational thing, but history probably plays a role yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, and we're going to save this for many, many long discussions in the fall, but also the racketeering that goes on when... Basically, they decide to show the Army versus Navy game every single December. But once again, we're going to discuss that at a later time. Uh, so last segment, well, second to last segment before we go into minutes. Uh, we can do a little soups list for you guys. Uh, one of my favorite things is Silver Saturday training. And I love, and I, like, I, it's not that I ironically love it. It's that... It's one of those talking points about the academy where people will say, "Hey, listen, when you if you go into the United States Air Force Academy, what you're going to have to do is every single weekend you're going to train and it's going to be tough and you're going to get no days off and all that kind of stuff." But at the end of the day, 
uh, most Silver Saturdays start at about eight o'clock and are done by. Well, and <laughs> the best part about this is we've talked about this a little bit before too, but so much of your world and your life is dependent on the decisions of a few people in your squadron. So like some training officers, the difference basically in what some people would do on Silver Saturdays versus others were so vast that one of your friends would be done in 20 minutes and the other would be there till like 4 p.m. doing a ruck march. So it really, really depended on who you yeah. knew. And then uh, hopefully you got the right person working for you in your squadron. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, whether you sit through a five-slide PowerPoint or drive three hours away to do mandatory paintballing is based on the decision of a 21-year-old who still needs a sink. So... It's pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and talk some Silver Saturdays. You want to go first? You can give me one of yours. We'll yeah, sure. So my favorite Silver Saturdays, if we had to be there, is when they'd be like, you know what? ADLS training is due in a week. You guys have to be here for two hours anyway. So spend your two hours. Knock something out that you would have had to do on a Wednesday when you could have been watching Netflix. And then uh, we'll call that good and just sign off your initials at the CQ and you're done and then you're free to go. Yeah, those are always fantastic. And I, oh, man, I love ADLS training. The uh, cyber awareness is a classic. Um, the one, what's the one where you like, are ro- you like robots and you get points over the, over the system or whatever? Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, that's yeah, cyber yeah. awareness, where you go through, you have to answer the guy's questions. <laughs> Someone wants to take you out to launch but steal your USB drive, <laughs> and another person another person made like a, uh, a mixtape <laughs> yeah. of cassette from that they downloaded from LimeWire, and they want to play it in your like government the other person The that's other person you've wild. been working with for six months forgot their cat card and can't get back in the building, so you refuse to let them in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you would be the most hated person in the office within a week if you followed <laughs> all the actual rules. Not saying anybody should not follow cyber cybersecurity rules, but I'm just saying there's a limit. Yes, yes, those are always good ones. All right, my first one is MWR staff cookouts. Um, MWR staff, uh, naturally, I was on it. Um, sophomore and junior year, you can't do it senior year. Um, I guess unless you want to just swing it that way, but. Um, yeah, I was like an MWR clerk and then MWR NCO. And for an, it's for whatever reason, and maybe it was just my AOCs, but that was the one trump card that you could get out of anything with. Like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm going to go, uh, I got to go pick up stuff for the, for the cookout. You could go OTF. You could, like, go out if you're restricted, no matter what, as long as this little barbecue that you do in the quad goes off without a hitch <laughs> and perhaps... Like, the group AOC is going to come by and, and be like, oh, you guys are doing some great camaraderie stuff. It was basically whatever. And one of the funniest things that I ever did was um, <laughs> I was so, like, garbage at it. Because I didn't really collect dues or anything like that. So we would just take all the old tailgate stuff and just do, like, a cookout with that that we would get from Mitch's. And so it was, like, year-old burgers. I was like, oh, these will work. And then I found a turkey fryer in our storage room. And so what I did was I, I went out... And I bought, like, a bunch of pancake mix, and I made, like, a pancake batter, and then I took a bunch of, like, oil, and I said, all right, we're going to do burgers, and then bring anything you want, and I'll batter Jeez. it and deep fry it. That's next level. so, um, yeah, it was pretty next level. But MWR Cookouts, at the end of the day, was uh, 
was pretty awesome because it's like you it's very low effort you get out of a lot yeah, of I stuff mean, and then you get a huge pat on the back and i'm trying to think of what the weirdest thing was that i had to deep fry and i think it was like anytime you get you get an excuse to wear uh snowboard goggles in the middle of may with abu pants is is, is a good day so <laughs> yeah snowboard goggles with uh with avici blasting from someone's f-150 r.i.p too soon so way too soon but yeah um all right my next one um and this might be unpopular because it's actually kind of doing something but if you are forced to do something military-esque on silver saturday amazingly uh when they take you down to catam you get to like shoot m16s and stuff just because you kind of feel like you're in the military for a little bit yeah i really liked catam because whenever you would go there and you would shoot the M16s, they would point blank just tell you, like, yeah, literally no one in the military uses these. These are from the Vietnam era. And then there would sometimes be like, but we've got some really cool stuff if you want to play with it. And then they would have some, like, crazy mil-spec'd, I guess everything's mil-spec'd down there, but they would have, like, a crazy M4 with, like, laser beam sights, and I'm pretty sure a noob <laughs> tube on it. And, uh, yeah, those were pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, so that was kind of, it was, you know, I feel like if you, if you get to go down to Catam once a year, you're kind of checking the container, and you can move on. Yeah, and you get oh, yeah, that picture. Course. You get the Instagram. Just make picture. sure your finger's not on the trigger, or else so the one thing where it's like going to go crazy. Yeah, and then you can go, "Hey, Iraq's good." <laughs> and people are like, "That's not Iraq." I see. <laughs> There's a Panda Express sign in the back. Background. Like... <laughs> yeah, what the heck? And then it's just like, yeah. There's a Colorado license plate on my car behind you. Um, yeah, you never heard of Colorado, Afghanistan? Um, kind of in the same vein. Mine's like a legit one, but mine is. Mine is like it sucks because while you're doing it, but the and if you really think about what's going on, it's funny. Um, I'll just cut the chase. It's land nav. Land nav was hilarious because you would go outside and it would be people who didn't really know what they were doing teaching other people who definitely didn't know what they were doing. So by the end of it, like no one really learned anything and none of the compasses worked anyways because you would be doing it in the quad underneath a bunch yeah. of structures made out of metal. So you'd have these like spinning compasses and kids walking around trying to teach land nav based on YouTube videos that they watched. And all the AOCs who were pilots are like, dude, I don't my, know. Like <laughs> my, like, my no favorite are you done or can I go? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I don't want to interrupt. My no, favorite my favorite advice I got on no. land nav I think you took it during ESET, maybe one or two times on Silver Saturdays, where these guys would be like, yeah, if you're in, like, any thick brush and you just don't want to lose track of where you're going, like, make sure you, like, have a string going behind you so you walk in a straight line. And I was like, what world would I have a string? And what, am I going to take my shoelace off and I'm going to move five yards at a time to make sure I'm moving straight? <laughs> that was, uh, that was another, some of those, some of the advice that they would give for, like, survival techniques was way too, like, way too specific. There was one thing that I distinctly remember from, uh, and I've, I've, I don't think this is like, see, it's not secret, whatever. Uh, it was building H fires. Yeah. Remember that? It was like you would dig, like an H shape, and I'm just, and all I was thinking, and they were like, yeah, what it can do is you'll, uh, you pull up the grass, and then when you put it back down, uh, there's gonna be no trace of you ever being there. I'm just like, when am I ever gonna worry about the shapes and like being remember that exact yeah. thing? <laughs> But I guess it kind of worked because it's <laughs> drilled into my head now. So, 
Shout out to the uh, to the senior airman who. If you find yourself uh, alone and unafraid when you can't um, get an Uber at 3 a.m. on a Friday, you know kind of how to hunker down for a few hours. Yes, perfect. I can build an H fire out of uh, a homeless man's trash <laughs> in downtown. Uh, uh, yeah, I have um, Silver Saturday, typically not during football season, or maybe it was an away game. But they're like, all right, your training counts if you go to a home Falcon game, no matter who's playing. And they give you a few different options. Typically, it'd be like somebody in the squadron who's playing. You just go support somebody who's playing a sport that typically yeah. doesn't get the uh, fanfare that the others might. Yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't know we had an IC uh, rock climbing <laughs> team. So you go watch you the see them get trounced by the hippies from CU. Who the South get to class every day. Yeah. Um, mine's pretty similar. Mine is just football games in general because, yeah, this just goes back to like the whole, oh, I heard all you ever do is train. And it's like, at the end of the day, I just want to let the people out there know if there's any civilians listening. Uh, every single person who's at the football game is basically you're getting welcome. credit for training. So, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're welcome, and your tax dollars hard at work. So thank you. Uh, yeah, so cool. That's it. A little, uh, not a short episode. It's a long episode, but it's, I feel weird because we were short-winded recording tonight because we did the... Uh, because we did the interview the other day but uh regardless yeah you want and to actually i'm finishing up this podcast minutes? drinking a beer and it tastes extra tasty today because i opened it using a fast neat blow average challenge coin bottle opener slash shotgun hole puncher wow you like how i did that so, and it does a lot of other stuff you can also uh mark your golf ball yep. with it you, you can, can throw it out a runway with it so you can do all kinds of, of things all kinds of opportunities so um yeah we have We've talked about it before, but go fastneatbelowavage.com. So F-A-S-T-N-E-A-T-B-E-L-O-W-A-V-G.com. All kinds of good summer products on there. Do you ever yes. feel like every episode it's like a spelling bee? Because when I was recording the voiceover for the for that commercial earlier, it felt like a spelling bee. I was like, fast, F-A-S-T-N-E-A-T. Just go to the freaking yeah. Instagram or yeah, Facebook and the, the, the link in the bio. Link in the bio. Swipe up. <laughs> Swipe up. I don't know if you can swipe up, but swipe up. Um, cool. So that's all we got. Uh, again, if you guys enjoyed this, please let us know about the interview. Let us know if there's any other anyone else who wants to interview, and we'll talk to you next week. So, yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful Welcome to Thin Air.